It was an ugly start for the Red Sox and their series with the Yankees as they lost the first two games, but things changed Saturday thanks to Jeter Downs and Alex Verdugo. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Red Sox fans, you are going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new, to- new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. Absolutely. What's going on, everyone? It is Nessens Lauren Campbell here with you today on Locked On Red Sox. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. My co host, Jake Ignazuski, Massachusetts Pirates Team Insider, is still traveling with the Pirates. They were in California this weekend. We will be back together next week. I know it's been quite some time since we've had a show together, but he's just been grinding stuff out with the Woo Sox for Locked On Red Sox. He's been grinding out content for the Massachusetts Pirates. So he is just a busy, busy bee, but today we are recording on a Sunday afternoon. So we will recap Sunday night's finale with the Yankees for a later episode on Monday. Today, we're going to talk about Friday and Saturday's game. We will provide some injury updates. Nate Valdi pitched for the Woo Sox on Sunday, and there were some players added to the IL. There was one pitcher in particular that made me very happy to see him finally get released. But let's talk Saturday's game first because we want to start this show on a happy note. Why wouldn't we want to do that? So the Red Sox won 6-5 in walk-off fashion in the 10th inning, and it was such an exciting game at the end. I was watching this game, and I was like, oh, no. We are destined for another loss. The Red Sox are going to lose this series. They're going to lose another series against an AL East team. But that did not happen because they got help from an unlikely hero, and that was Jeter Downs. Downs was scratched from the Woo Sox lineup about 3.30 on Saturday, and he did not get informed that he was being promoted until about 5.30 because there was some uncertainty surrounding Christian Arroyo and his status. He ended up, Christian Arroyo, getting moved to the 10-day IL with a groin strain. So then Downs made the drive from Worcester to Boston, but he did get stuck in game day traffic right near Fenway. He didn't get to the park till about 6.40. First pitch was at 7.15, so he just made it with a little bit of time to spare. But let's just take a look at what he did for this team on Saturday to help them win. Downs entered as a pinch runner in the eighth inning and then scored the tying run and then brought the Red Sox within a run in the 10th inning with an RBI single, which was also his first major league hit. So that's a pretty cool way to start off your, your hit count there. And then Alex Verdugo ripped a two-out single to right field, and it was Downs who scored the winning run in the 10th. He was understandably very, very excited. Alex Verdugo was swarmed by his teammates for getting the walk-off hit, and Fenway was electric. The Red Sox 100% needed this win. It was a very, very needed win for so many reasons and after the game Jeter Downs was very excited he was very emotional in a good way he said we all have dreams we all have wishes but I don't think you can make something like this up to be honest I dream a lot I envision I visualize a lot of things but this is something you really can't put into words he went on to say that he was just trying to get something up and put a good swing on it 
I got it off the end of the bat a little bit, but I stayed on the ball just enough to sneak it into the floor hole. And he was asked about the atmosphere and just how how he felt hearing all those fans. And he said, I felt like the ground was trembling. This place is magical. You can't replicate it in any way, shape, or form. So it was really good to see Downs contribute, especially on a short notice. He had no idea he was going to be playing for the Red Sox on Saturday. So to see him come in and do what he did and give the Red Sox and help give the Red Sox a much needed win was very reassuring and gave me some optimism going into Sunday's game. No, the Red Sox can't win the series against the Yankees, but they still can tie it. They just need to do the hard part, and that's win on Sunday night. And a fun fact going into Saturday's game, I heard this on the Fox broadcast on Saturday night, that the Red Sox and the Yankees were tied in their game. So the, I think it was 576 and 576. But now the Red Sox jumped ahead of the Yankees. They now have one more win throughout their franchise history playing totals. So I thought that was really cool. Hopefully they can bump that up to two games on Sunday night. But like I said, the Red Sox really needed this win, especially after Friday's really ugly loss. And when I tell you it was ugly, it was Ugly. Boston lost 12 to 5 in a game that just got out of control really, really fast. Christian Arroyo lost a Joey Gallo pop up in the outfield. He looked silly looking for it. He said he went into panic mode, and you could just 100% tell. If you have not seen the replay, just Google Christian Arroyo, Joey Gallo, or Arroyo Gallo, whatever you want. It's going to pop up. And the memes, as something always happens on the internet when something silly like this happens, the memes were plenty. They were hilarious. But it was unfortunate that it was at the expense of somebody who made a mistake for the Red Sox. Connor Siebold, who started the game, left the game with an injury. Raphael Devers also injured himself swinging. He missed Saturday's game. Also will miss Sunday's game. More on that in just a little bit. And Jackie Bradley Jr. ended up pitching an inning. He ended up striking out DJ LeMahieu. But that was the craziness. That was, uh, that was Friday. The game was just a mess. And it got, like I said, it got out of control quickly. It started in the first inning. The Yankees jumped all over Connor Siebold. New York scored four runs on four hits. And Siebold threw 37 pitches in the opening inning. Definitely not something you want to start the game on. And especially someone like Siebold, who we were hopeful maybe could bounce back the way Josh Winkowski did, the way Cutter Crawford did after their first not-so-great MLB start. Well, the same cannot unfortunately be said about Siebold. It was an ugly start, did end prematurely. Like I said, he did end up getting injured, but we'll touch on that in just a minute. After allowing the first two Yankees to reach in the third inning, Siebold got Joey Gallo to hit a fly, fly ball to Christian Arroyo, who lost it in the light. So it should have been an out right there, but because of Christian Arroyo's mistake, two runs scored there. And then all of a sudden, Siebold is beyond 60 pitches. Two batters later, he was removed from the game with a with a hand injury you could tell he was kind of playing with his hand not playing with his hand but like pointing at his, his hand and the trainer was kind of pushing on it he ended up getting removed from the game and then all of a sudden it looked like boston was back in it in the fourth inning trevor story and bobby delbeck hit home runs rob refschneider jd martinez and xander bogarts got on base to load them all up fenway park was obviously electric for christian vasquez who was at the plate but he unfortunately struck out on a slider that was just over the heart of the plate. This is something that probably should have been hit, should have driven in a couple of runs, if not all four runs. Just a very underwhelming way to end an inning, but also goes to show that the Red Sox still struggle with runners in scoring position, and it's just infuriating at times. 
But then in the sixth inning, the Red Sox did it again. They loaded the bases. Ref Schneider, Martinez, Alex Verdugo. They loaded the bases, giving Trevor Story the opportunity to try to tie the game. But the Red Sox down 9-5. to five. But Story popped up to end the inning for another time. Struggling to score with runners in scoring position. We've talked about this so many times. I don't need to continue to exhaust opinions about runners in scoring position. Swinging up the first pitch. Not showing enough patience. So, yeah. Just, just ugly. That's the only way to really describe it is ugly. So Siebold and Arroyo hit the IL over the weekend. Siebold is on the 15-day IL with a forearm strain. Obviously not ideal because you have Rich Hill, Nate Valdi, Garrett Whitlock, Matt Barnes, Josh Taylor, Chris Sale, and James Paxton as pitchers on the IL. Yes, Nate Valdi and Chris Sale are on the edge of their return. Arroyo is the second position player to hit the injured list. He joins Kike Hernandez, who had a rehab start over the weekend in Worcester. The good news, though, is that some of those guys will be joining the team soon, while others continue to struggle. That's not good news. In their rehab, I am looking at you, Matt Barnes. We'll discuss all that. We'll discuss a lot more after I tell you about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a product that I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted more energy in the mornings. I wanted to stop relying on energy drinks and coffee, and I found AG1, and now I've been taking it for a few weeks, and I can already notice a difference. So you might be saying, Lauren, what the heck is this stuff? It is one delicious scoop of AG1 in a cup of water, and with that one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. So why do I personally consume it? Simply put, I just wanted more energy in the mornings. I work long days, I work long nights, and I just needed that extra boost to start my day right. And now I have my fiance taking it as well. He's not a caffeine drinker. He has not had caffeine in his life. I don't know how he survives sometimes, but AG1 both gives us both that little bit of extra energy we need to continue our day and make sure we're right for the entire day. And one of the good parts about AG1 it is a long laundry list of the good stuff, but it's also very lifestyle friendly. If you're on a keto diet, a paleo diet, if you're vegan, if you're dairy-free or gluten-free, AG1 will not impact that. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports your mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily ultimate nutrition insurance. It was a busy, busy weekend for the Red Sox pitchers, to say the least. Let's start with Hansel Robles. He was DFA'd last week, and Saturday he ended up getting released from the Red Sox. So there's none of this outriding to Worcester. There's none of this clearing waivers to go to the Woo Sox. He was released. The Hansel Robles era in Boston is officially over, which is just fine. He posted an 867 ERA, 20 walks and 28 strikeouts across 27 innings. He was here way too long, had too many chances, but those chances probably stem from 
the bullpen not having the depth that it so desperately has needed since last season. And this goes back to High and Bloom not getting that reinforcement. But anyway, he is gone now. Red Sox fans do not have to see him point to the sky anymore when it was a clear as day home run. Red Sox fans don't need to ever hear his name ever again getting called out of the bullpen because he is no longer with the team. Someone else that Red Sox fans may not be too happy with is Matt Barnes. He has been on the IL since June 1st. He's had some shoulder issues. He had a bad Saturday too. Not as bad as Hanzo Robles. He still has a job for the time being. He probably will for a long time. He just got that extension last year. He had a rehab start with the Florida Complex League on Saturday morning and in the first inning alone, he gave up three runs on three hits, including a two-run home run off the bat of Miguel Sano. It was just not a good outing for Matt Barnes. Like I mentioned, it has been since June 1st that he's been on the IL and when he initially made the, the trip to the injured list, Alex Cora said that he was hopeful it would just be those 15 days and he'd be able to come back and now it's been over a month, and we haven't had real updates. We know that he had some fluid in his arm, and Alex Cora was worried about him kind of doing doing too much to try to get his velocity back, and Barnes did have his velocity, but your velocity means nothing if you can't command your pitches, if you have no control over what you're throwing, and it just didn't look so good on Saturday for Barnes. So I don't know what's going to happen next. Alex Cora hasn't spoken too much about him. I don't know if there's another start in the Florida Complex League, if he'll go to Portland or Worcester. I know that Worcester is coming up on its all-star break, so there's not many home games if they want him to pitch close to home in Worcester. But this is really uh, this is really unfortunate to see the downfall of Matt Barnes. I don't think he's this bad. I don't think he's as good as what he was last year in the first half of 2021 when he was nearly unhittable, solidifying himself as the Red Sox closer. I do think there is a happy medium here. I just don't think he's found it yet. I don't think he's this bad. I really, really don't. And it would be a shame if he is because that extension that he signed just before the All-Star break or just after the All-Star break is going to make the Red Sox look really, really bad. But someone's extension who's made the Red Sox look good over the last few years is Nate Valdi. He's been on the IL as well with some back inflammation. He did make his rehab start in Worcester on Sunday. He pitched three innings, topped out at 97 miles an hour, so it's nice to see that velocity there. He did allow five hits across three innings of work. Afterward, Valdi said he felt good. Of course, we all know with rehab starts, it's all about how you feel the day after. So as long as I think he feels good on Monday we probably will see him back in the rotation this coming week, give him that five days of rest and just slot him back into the rotation. It certainly will be good to have him back, especially with all the injuries to the pitchers. The Red Sox could really use all the reinforcement that they have right now, especially in the bullpen where Garrett Whitlock will return after he comes back from the IL. He also made a rehab start in Worcester. His came Friday. He came in during the fifth inning for his rehab assignment, his first appearance since June 7th. He's dealing with hip inflammation and he went two innings. He allowed six hits, two earned runs. He struck out three on 34 pitches, and 26 of those pitches were strikes. So definitely what you like to see. Of course, those two earned runs, thats you don't like to see that. But the strikeouts, the, the innings, the three innings there, it just seems to be where Whitlock should be. Hopefully he is activated next week as well. The Red Sox do have a series against the Rays coming up, so they will need 
all the pitchers they can get. And that includes Chris Sale, who will finally make his long-awaited 2022 season debut on Tuesday against the Rays. This definitely will be a good test for Sale. It's going He's going against a tough race lineup, a team the Red Sox just recently saw. They ended up losing that series. Maybe Chris Sale could help turn things around here when it comes to series and the AL East teams. But this will be a good test for him. I'm going to predict he goes four and two thirds. He gives up four hits, three earned runs, and strikes out six. I will love to see how good or bad that prediction is after Tuesday. So we'll certainly revisit that. And if it's really, really bad, please don't come for me. I'm terrible at predictions, though I did predict the Stanley Cup back in October or September. They did say that the Colorado Avalanche would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes, when you're picking two favorites there, it's really not that bold. But as someone who's terrible at predictions, I was very proud of myself. But we'll see. Hopefully I can keep this good predictions rolling with my Chris Sale prediction. And one more injury update was with Kike Hernandez. He also had a rehab start in Worcester. He went all for four with two strikeouts. He's also dealing with a hip injury. Obviously not great. But I do think that the Red Sox are faring fine without Kike Hernandez. That is not a shot at Kike whatsoever. I just think that the the Ruff Schneiders, the Durans, they're seizing their opportunity and they're they're grabbing it by the horns and they're just like, I'm going to make the most of this because if Kike comes back, it's probably going to be me who goes down. So I think they have that mindset. And Alex Cora did make an interesting point a few weeks ago saying Jaron Duran is our leadoff hitter for the rest of the season. So where does that put Kike? Does that put him at number two? Very, very interesting. A lot of decisions to make when Kike does come back. Rob Ruff Schneider has done really well in this lineup. I'm loving what he has been doing, especially this weekend. He's, like I said, seizing this opportunity and just making sure that he's staying on Alex Cora's radar and going to be a tough decision to send back down to Worcester. We are not done yet here on Lockdown Red Sox. We have our mental health minute coming up. And if you've been following me or my fiance, Derek, on Twitter, you'll see we've been doing our last stretch of our wedding countdown using Bruins trading cards and their numbers. And this is exactly how I got him hooked on the sports card investor trading app. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for an exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free sports card investor app is definitely something for you. Breakout stars or prospects debuting. Think of Tristan Cassis, Brian Bayo. And as they make their jump to the big leagues, as they're preparing for their jumps to the big leagues and Bayo trying to make a mark in the big leagues, you can use the free sports card investor app to check the prices and buy their first baseball cards. Nostalgia and old players go back in time and see how much your favorite old cards are worth today. That's exactly what Derek's been doing. He has binders and binders of trading cards and Bruins cards and NHL cards. This has been so much fun for him to go through this app, stay up to date on all the latest record-breaking baseball card sales with the completely free sports card investor app. Download the sports card investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple app stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. As always, we are going to end this show on the mental health minute. And this past week, I felt a lot lonelier than, than I usually do. I don't normally get lonely. I'm I love my alone time. And the last week or two, especially even though Derek and I live together, we haven't been able to see much of each other. He's at the ballpark probably from 12, 1 o'clock, and, and he gets home around 9 or 10. I work in the mornings, and Tuesday through Thursday, I am in the office. So there's not a whole lot of overlap that we see each other. And I love my dog. She is great company. 
So just as the kind of loneliness was was setting in, my bridesmaids had been planning my bachelorette weekend. We were supposed to do it at Fenway, but things change and I'm completely okay with that. We are doing a weekend on the Cape next weekend. So I'm super, super excited about that. And this whole weekend has just made me feel incredibly loved and overwhelmed by my friends. I don't get to see them very often because we are working adults. We are all very busy. We live far away from one another. Not not ridiculously far away, but one of my best friends lives in Vermont. I have others hours away in the same state, an hour and a half away in the same state. So the overwhelmingness, if that's even a word, is had, had come at the right time. And just feeling, like I said, so loved. And to know how much effort my maid of honor, especially, has been putting into this bachelorette party makes my heart want to burst because it's truly just a lot of fun and really, really cool to see how much you mean to people. And even though I know that, I know that my small circle of friends here are just the best friends I could ever ask for. And just to see them go above and beyond, oh, it, it couldn't have come at a right time because this Sunday, I, I just I woke up in the best mood. I was happy. I had a great lift at the gym. I took my dog swimming in her little pool. She didn't really like it too much this year. She loved it last year. Doesn't really care too much for it this year, but it's been hot and I want to make sure that she is cool. But even during the most stressful weeks, even during the, the loneliest weeks, I know that I'm surrounded by so much love between Derek, my friends, and my family every single day. Let's end the show there. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Red Sox right here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox, me at La 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's, Jake at Jake Iggy. And don't forget to check out all the other shows across the Lockdown Network, Lockdown Orioles, who just won their eighth game in a row. Connor is probably loving life right now. Go check out Lockdown O's. And now that you've made Lockdown Red Sox your first listen, make sure to check out Lockdown MLB for listen number two. Host Lindsey Crosby, I'm telling you, is a baseball prospect encyclopedia. He's bringing you all the information and the perspective of MLB stars of tomorrow, like Brian Bayo, Tristan Cassis. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to check back Monday for our Monday episode of Locked on Red Sox. Let's tie this series. We will see you Monday. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. And as always, let's go Red Sox.